We are back in the Football Shed, the podcast for football fans that live in the wrong time zone. My name's John Hewitt and Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. G'day, Rog. And we are recording another Shed special, which I still can't work out how to say, um, as part of our fan series where we talk to Premier League fans based here in Australia. And today we're talking all about Everton, which is why we didn't invite Jeff, because it would have been too much Everton in one go. (laughs) (laughs) But we have invited uh, Tim from the Everton Supporters Group, uh, based here in Victoria. Hey, Tim, how are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. It's uh, really looking forward to the the season ahead. Yeah, great. And uh, so you're part of the Supporters Club of Victoria for Everton fans. Do you guys have a podcast and stuff as well? Uh, yeah, we do. So we uh, it's something we only started recently. There's a few of us who get together every Thursday and film a uh, a show on YouTube called the Victorian Toffee Show. Um, so awesome. if anyone's interested in checking it out, the important word not to leave out when you're typing in the search bar is show. Um, otherwise, you're just going to want a videos on how to make toffees. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Victorian Toffee Show. <laughs> I did Google Victorian Toffee today and I just went, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> word is show. <laughs> make sure you include that word show. Brilliant. Um, now, Tim, before we get stuck into Everton, um, we want to find out a little bit about you as a football fan. Sure. Um, so we're going to play Zidane or Kilban, um, which is where we throw out a few things that are in football at the moment, a few topics, um, and you can decide whether it's Zidane, which is good, or Kilban, which maybe as an Everton fan you might think is good, but it's actually shit. <laughs> <laughs> So the first on the Zidane or Kilban quiz is VAR. Oh, look, the concept is Zidane. Um, I think the application of it is Kilban. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's very true. Um, have you, they've changed a few rules this year. Uh, I haven't seen this yet. Like- um, yeah, obviously, um, I'm hoping they have where the what they've done in the other leagues a bit more often, where the, the actual ref who's on the pitch making the decisions goes to the, the pitch side and views a camera. Um, so it's not some blokes, you know, sitting thousands of miles away in a caravan somewhere with a TV. Yeah, uh, exactly. the match <laughs> yeah they've got to change that up so quickly. Um, the next one on Zidane or Kilban is the A-League. I'm going to have to say Kilban, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never been into the A-League. I've been to a few games just recently. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, the biggest issue with the A-League is um, the it seems like the glory days of the Socceroos when we had, um, you know, multiple players in, in large overseas leagues. Um, now those mm. players are staying in Australia. And I think the quality of coaches that we have over here is nowhere near what they would get if they were, you know, over at, in a Premier League yeah. club at the age of 15. Um, yeah, so, yeah. No, I'm yeah. Great. yeah. I no, yeah. Do you have a team over in the A-League? Um, well, I guess victory because um, that's who a few, yeah. of the, a few of the lads go for that drag me to a couple of games. Um, but to be honest, I couldn't tell you what happened in any of those games. I was just uh, really happy to be in a stadium that served uh, heavy beer instead of mid-strength. So- <laughs> yeah, that is, that is definitely a winner of the A-League, as you can actually get a full-strength beer. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the last one on Zidane or, Kil- Zidane or Kilban, um, Chelsea's summer signings. Uh, look, it's hard not to say Zidane, really, um, unfortunately. Um, they've certainly made a lot of those signings, I guess, when you uh, – because they had the transfer ban, I guess they went sort of three windows without signing anyone. So, um, but yeah. you know, is it seven players that they've signed now? 
Um, I think so. It's a huge um, amount. So I think they've got the goalie across the line last night. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, I think so. so. So that's, you know, a lot of players to gel into a first 11 with a what I consider to be sort of a, a rookie manager, really. Um, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how, how Lampard goes, perhaps managing um, larger personalities as well. Yeah, he's got a lot of um, balancing egos and getting everyone, keeping everyone happy for a long time. I'm not sure if he's going to cope doing that. I didn't realise until um, yesterday they got 49 million for Murata, which is oh, wow. which helps, helps balance out some of the incomings. Yeah, oh, he was crap. He was. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, I was really yeah. surprised. I did um, also um, discover this week that Danny Drinkwater is still getting paid a hundred grand a week by Ever- um, by Chelsea. So oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't so, done yeah, anything in ages. Everton for a second there. He <laughs> <laughs> could be a new signing, but yeah, let's oh. move on to Everton, Tim. Um, so. Well, let's probably start with the signings. Like this week has been a big week for Everton fans. He signed Decore, Alan or Alan, um, and James Rodriguez, um, which must be pretty exciting as an Everton fan. Um, yeah, bang on, mate. It's uh, you know one of the more exciting transfer windows I think in recent seasons. I think um, it's tra- uh, the transfer model that Brands was trying to bring in was obviously to, to look at younger players with resale value. Um, which obviously with Alan and Hammers being 29, that's not the case here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they've been bought in for, you know, immediate improvement. And if you watched any Everton games towards the end of last season after Project Restart, the midfield was just garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, we definitely needed those reinforcements there. Um, Decore, we've tracked for quite a while, proven Premier League performer. So um, really made up with that. And the fee was only about 20 million in the end, I think. Um, when we wanted him last season, it was 35. So it seems like a good bit of business. Um, James really is um, the cherry on top out of these three signings, I think. I think Alan and Decore were the functional necessary signings. And James is just, it's hard to believe that he's an Everton player, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> like, he, must be, he must be walking down the streets of Merseyside looking, looking up at the rain and going, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why have I done this? Yeah, exactly. Um, do you think that Hammers can fit into like I know he's played under Ancelotti a lot, um, yeah. but Ancelotti tends to play four four two. He's played four three three a bit, but with you guys, he's been playing a lot of four four two. And I'm unsure whether Hammers can actually fit into that formation because he's a bit lazy. He's got all the talent in the world, but he's not really the work work ethic man. No, that's right. And I've, I've asked myself that question: like, where does he fit in? And um, I know the the club has been looking for a, a sort of a left-footed winger for quite some time. Um, so I have a feeling he's been brought to play in that position. And I this is just pure speculation on my part, but uh, I feel yeah. like we're going to be lining up in more of a four-three-three this season. Um, if you look at the top sides, like uh, Man Man City and um, that other team, which I won't name, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they line up in that four-three-three. Um, so I think the the players that we've bought sort of um, point towards lining up that way. Um, so yeah, I think he would. My, in my head, he'd be playing wide right, cutting inside on his left with Richarlison on the other side of DCL or Keane up front. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah, I think they'll have to. Yeah, they'll have to do that to fit him in. I just don't think uh, uh, he's never been quick, and I think at twenty nine, um, <clears throat> I just think he'd be too exposed in a four four two. So I. And he's kind of, he's the sort of player you do want to b- 
base your team around, I think. And I get the impression that Ancelotti has signed him with that in mind. So I, I think he'll, I, I, I actually think he'll play a tradi- as a, almost as a traditional 10 um, with, you know, Decore and Allen behind to, to do the legwork. Um, but it, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it all fits together because so, I mean, signing a whole new midfield is not, um, you, you know, not without its risks, I guess, because it's, you know, you've got to suddenly integrate all those players into the team. And, you know, we saw what happened with Everton when the midfield doesn't work. Uh, the, te- <laughs> the team doesn't work very well. Do you see My any word. more signings coming in as well, Tim? Like, are there other positions you think you need to strengthen? Um, I think there's a few we need to strengthen. I think in terms of future signings, we'd we'd only be going down the loan path. So I know we've been linked with um, Tamori to give us some um, the, the yeah. young from Chelsea to give us some some backup at centre back. I think we probably need another backup left back if we can find one. Um, with mm. Baines retiring, unfortunately, that's that's got that young in uh, Konku, um, who mm-hmm. we basically signed for under 23s, but he's now become our, our backup left back for the time being. Um, he looked all right in the, the limited preseason games that we had, but I guess anyone would against Preston North End. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing, though, with Hamez, um, you know, he may, it could go either way in terms of his, um, you know, his quality on the pitch, but just what he brings to the club in terms of um, merchandise and, and um, world renowned. Um, like to put it into perspective, he has, I think, 48 million Instagram followers, and Everton as a club has 1.8 million. <laughs> so, you know, when we no player is ever bigger than the club until right now when he is way right. bigger than the club. He's literally bigger than the club. And um, when we signed him, there was, you know, big screens up in like Miami and, and you know, places in Central and South America. So um, Everton's sort of gone worldwide all of a sudden, which is uh, pretty exciting. So I think that's a, a big tick with that signing as well. And yeah. it's fair I to say it... that. Oh, sorry, John. You, no, you go, yeah. Rog. Well, I was just going to say, I, think, I mean, it. It is a massive signing for Everton, and I think, like, uh, I know from talking to Jeff that he's sort of been pinching himself a bit with it as well. And I think it says a lot about the pull of Ancelotti, um, yeah. you know, and the relationship that that he has with Hammers. What What are your your thoughts on on Ancelotti? Um, obviously, there was a lot of. I think there was also a bit of having to pinch yourself as an Everton fan when he came in. I imagine, um, but how do you how do you feel he he went with his, you know, with the first season and, and how do you sort of see him going this year? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously when he came in, I think a lot of people forget that we were, you know, sort of looking at relegation. Um, we were sitting mm. around 16th on the table and with, I think with about five or six games to go, um, you know, just after Project Restart, we we're actually in with a chance of finishing seventh, which could have potentially got us into Europa League. So that's winning, a that's a bad thing turnaround. Winning the Everton Cup in seventh. That's right. That's right. Um, so you know that that's a massive turnaround. Now, obviously, the last sort of four or five games didn't go well. Um, I think you know a lot of the dead weight that we have there that we're playing every week. There was no fans, nothing left to play for. Um, it was a really disappointing way to end the season, I think. And there was a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of fans were calling for a complete overhaul of the squad, which um, was going to be difficult during these, you know, <laughs> corona-affected times. Um, and I think, you know, there is a, a definitely a bounce there now. Um, and it's danger- It's a dangerous thing being an Everton fan feeling this positive. I'm just myself up just to be very disappointed very shortly. But we Said um, every Everton fan ever. <laughs> exactly. It's really hard. It feels like, you know, we haven't got it right since we've had Mishiri's millions. Um, I don't mm. think you know, Silva was uh, up to the task as manager. 
Um, you know, at one point we had Sam Allardyce as our manager, which sends a shiver up my spine just saying it. Um, you know, I saw a meme where it was uh, fast forward two years and it was a photo of Allardyce standing there with Tucson and Walcott and then Angelou standing there with Allen and Hammers and it's, you know, you do have to play. Um, and I think, you know, it feels like we're, we're finally starting to get it right with this, with the, you know, our, our billionaire Iranian sugar daddy. Um, it feels yeah. like we're finally making right decisions. We've got a world-class manager. We're, we're attracting world-class names, largely in part thanks to that world-class manager. Um, you know, I mean, Kuman was probably a good signing, but as soon as he went to Barcelona, Messi went, well, why would I want to play under someone who got sacked from it? <laughs> 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 true. Very true. Um, Ancelotti, there's a few players in the squad that haven't quite uh, done it yet. So, like, Moise Keane's the standout one, and maybe Iwobi came in for a lot of money last year. Um, do you reckon Ancelotti can get a tune out of Moise Keane? I really rate the guy. I think he's brilliant. I think he was excellent at Juventus. And when you guys signed him last year, it just struck me as you've got a guy who's going to be Italy's number nine for the next 10 years. He's really good. And then it all went wrong. Do you think there's any chance of that turning round, or does it look like he might leave? Do you know what they're um, doing? Look, I think uh, I might be the minority in this, along with yourself, John, but particularly in terms mm-hmm. of Everton supporters, it seems that um, there is a, um, a little bit like Moyes Keane and Awobi are kind of the whipping boys or the boo boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Awobi is, is going to struggle to shake that tag of the last minute buy because we didn't get Zaha. So it made yeah. it look like you know, panic <laughs> buy. Um, and I think he's being played out of position under each manager that he's played under so far because um, he's really better on the left, cutting in on the right. Um, but then so Charleston and so is Bernard. So we had to, you know, he gets shunted out to the right. In terms of Moyes, though, um, look, two starts. He scored in the two starts that he had um, and performed mm-hmm. very well. Um, in that game, the last game of the season where he started, I can't remember who it was against now, even though it was only four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he, Time he almost, doesn't exist at the moment. That's right. It's non-linear. Um, yeah. he, he almost set up two. He created two really good chances as well. Moyes King. Um, I think there's question marks over how DCL goes as a lone striker. Um, I think he works well with a strike partner, but as a lone striker, I'm not sure that he's he's the 15 to 20 goal a season striker that we need. Uh, I think Moyes King can be that. I think he's got the the tricks um, and the skill, and he's a big, strong lad. Um, yeah, I think he just he needs to be given his chance. He's 20, 21 now, so he's still very young. He's had a season to get used to, you know, going from the sun in Turin to the, <laughs> <laughs> the rain and sleep on Merseyside. Um, you know, so he's had a, a season to get used to it. He's, he's come off the bench quite a bit. Um, so I think we'll see him, I hope anyway, and I think we will see him start a few more games this season. And I think he'll, yeah. he'll prove a lot, of the, a lot of the naysayers wrong. Yeah, I tend to. I I really think this could be a season if he stays and Ancelotti gets a tune out of him. He could be kind of a bit of a surprise player that people have forgotten about. But a year ago, everyone was talking about him as like one up there with Mbappe and great young kid. He's going to be brilliant, and then it's just gone out the window. Um, so I think he's still got it there to really push on to be something really good. Yeah, I I agree, and um, you know there there are the people who say if he was that good, Juventus wouldn't have let him go without a buyback clause. Uh, so, <laughs> which I guess True. it's hard to argue with but I, I do think and I think Ancelotti has even come out and said during the off season that he's had a season now to adapt he, you know the fans need to understand he's young does take time to adapt and um, we should see him starting more games this season so I'm I'm excited about that as well because I do think he's a, he's a great talent 
and and players are different in terms of the age that they that they mature as footballers sometimes and he he strikes me as someone that's that's very raw like he hasn't played a huge amount of football like even when Everton signed him he you know he kind of like burst onto the scene at Juventus got straight into the Italy squad um you know sc- score scored a goal for Italy like it all happened very quickly but to me still you know he's not the finished article like he's he's raw he's got all the ingredients you would say to you know to be a really top striker but i think a lot of that is just getting some continuity and and playing um and we often see it with premier league you know signings that come in from abroad often take a good 6 months to a year to sort of bed in because it, it you know the game in italy is way different to it is in the mm. premier league so i mean it's interesting because if if everton don't make another signing, you know, uh, up top this season, then I think they, before the season starts, then you will need to rely on him. So I think it is perhaps a vote of confidence from Ancelotti. Um, Cause I think, you know, I suppose Richarlison can play up top as well. Although I think you'd argue that he's a bit better when he's, when he's coming onto the ball. Um, I think he'd prefer to play on the left and, and, and come in. Um, yeah, it does feel like a bit of robbing Peter to pay Paul, doesn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I mean, and I, yeah, Jeff just, you know, can't talk highly enough um, of him. And I, I mean, I the, the other one I'd be interested to get your thoughts on is DCL, though, in terms of, I mean, for, for me, the jury's still out. I'm not convinced. I think he works yeah. very hard. I completely agree with you. I think some of his link-up play in a two, almost a bit of an old school striker. You know, you see, you definitely yeah. see him as one half of a partnership, but I'm, I'm just not quite sure if he's clinical enough to make, you know, to be a top striker. But do, do you sort of, you think he'll start as the, you know, as the number one up top if you do play four, three, three? It's a good question. Um, I, I don't know. I think he, he, he starts the first game purely um, because, of his form last season, although his form after Project Restart was nowhere even close to what it was before that, mm. which which also seemed to coincide with Ancelotti changing back to a four two three one, as opposed to the four four two that we played previously. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I feel like it's not a coincidence that when he was the lone striker, his goal tally went down. Um, now Ancelotti has definitely said that you know he sees Moyes keen starting more games. Um, you know, look, I, I love DCL. He definitely works hard. You know, I, I wouldn't. I don't have a bad word to say about him, if you know what I mean. But yeah. I, I do also doubt if he is good enough to, you know, if we want to aim for top six or a, or a deep cup run or something like that, is he a good enough striker to get us there? I don't know. Moise Keane could be. We don't know because yeah. we haven't yeah. seen enough of him. So, I mean, look, if I'm, I don't get paid millions of dollars to make these decisions like Angelotti does. <laughs> but if it was me on Football Manager, then I'd be starting with Moise Keane. Um, a couple of younger players I wanted to ask you about as well Um, Mm -hmm. there's Anthony Gordon who played a bit after the restart and kind of got a few games and then there's I think he's a centre-back Jared Branthwaite is that right there's a few there's like talk around those those two are going to be good this year do you know anything about those guys are they good are they bad are they yeah, I think um, Gordon got a few games, which um, and, he, and he showed something. Um, you know, when we were having those really bad games, it felt like Gordon was the only player who was willing to pick up the ball and and do something with it in a forward motion, as opposed to just passing yeah. it backwards or sideways. <laughs> or um, you know, so um, I think I don't know where he fits in this season. I wouldn't be surprised if he went out on loan purely because he, he's sort of a wider player, and I feel like the, we're saturated in that area. 
unless we're yeah. able to sell off some of the players that um, you know are probably going to have limited game time, then I, I, I wouldn't be adverse to him going out on loan, you know, somewhere in the championship, hopefully, and getting regular game time there. Um, and same for Bransweight, I think. I mean, he got a, a bit of a baptism of fire when he had to come on <laughs> against Wolves and gave away the free kick and then um, defended poorly during the free kick that resulted yeah. in their goal. No, you uh, felt for him, I think, on that one. Yeah, it's the first five minutes uh, being on the pitch. <laughs> you know, credit credit to him as an 18-year-old. He then he then played the next few games and looked more and more sure of himself with every every preceding game. So, you know, that could have shattered a young kid's confidence, but he seemed to bounce back from it really well, which I think uh, speaks volumes for his mentality. He's a big lad as well. He's very, very tall and seems comfortable in possession. Um, again, I, I, I'd almost prefer him to go out on loan. Um, but I think it's going to be, you know, we kind of want to go into the season with four centre-backs, so you've got Mina, Holgate and Keane, and I think it's sort of between him and Lewis Gibson um, for that yeah. for that fourth sort of backup, and I think one of them stays, one of them goes on loan. But um, I've definitely liked what I've seen from him. I think, you know, particularly his mentality, I think after that after that howler yeah. in the world game, he definitely <laughs> Um Going back to Ancelotti, um, he... He kind of came in and everyone went, well, it's Ancelotti. And then everyone decided that, oh, maybe he's not as good as he used to be because everyone thought, oh, he's just been managing, like he was at Bayern and Real Madrid. And afterwards, everyone said, oh, we just had a great time training. It was really cruisy and easy and we didn't really do any hard work. And he seemed like he was just a, a finisher to the, yeah, yeah. to the big egos that were already there. Um, do you think he's too much of a light touch or do you reckon he's got the kind of nous there to turn a... Everton that finished ninth or tenth last year into a top six team. Has he got? Do you reckon he's got the ability to do that? Um, I think so. I mean, look, I've got a good mate who's an Arsenal fan, and obviously um, we both sacked our managers around the same time, and it was sort of like one of us was getting Ancelotti and one of us was getting yeah. Arteta. Um, yeah. Now, I would have loved Arteta as well, and he's done a bang up job at Arsenal. Um, but I think you know there was that question mark when Ancelotti came on board. He takes teams that are already. 95% good and seems to be able to get that 5% more out of guys who are already world-class players. But he hasn't really had to build a squad and that's what he needs to do at Everton. Um, yeah. So there, there is that question mark there definitely, but I think he showed, you know, there was an improvement in the performance last season. He's now had a chance to bring in some players that he's worked with before that he knows. Um, I think um, Alan, for example, I mean, if Ancelotti is not your manager, Alan's not leaving Champions League football at Napoli to come to Everton, is he? Um, yeah, no, he's he's what we've been missing, and I think when I watch games um, during the you know the no crowds um, after Project Restart, I, I watch a lot of them with the sound the crowd noise off, and the only person you can hear from the Everton team on the pitch is Pickford, in terms of shouting yeah, at well, players and, and trying to get them motivated and stuff like that. Um, so you know when the game's on the line and you need someone to to really lift the team. I don't think we have any of those characters really, and I think Alan is has pro- probably been brought in for that reason as well. Obviously, Ancelotti having worked with him before. Um, so yeah, look, I, I'm made up that Ancelotti's our manager. If someone had said to me two years ago that you know Carlo Ancelotti, you can't argue with the guy's resume. Um, so I guess there is yeah that slight question mark of how's he going to go building a team from scratch almost because that's that's where we're at. Um, but I think the early signs are good. Um, yeah, and, nice. and I mean he has done it. At Palmer, very early but, on, yeah, that's yeah, right. very early on, and he's he's at the other end of his career now. But I mean, and I sort of I found the signings that you've made 
so far this season interesting, particularly as you talked about Marcel Brands coming in um, and, you know, there's Everton have been quite vocal about their strategy in terms of we are looking to sign younger players, um, you know, that have resale value or to to build for the future. But I, I sense a little bit of impatience from Ancelotti in terms of, you know, I that's all very well, but you know, I, I want a bit I wanted some immediate improvement. Um, you know, and, and hence a couple of uh twenty nine year olds and a and a proven you know, Premier League midfielder have come in. Um, yeah, but I, I think yeah. it's an interesting subplot for Everton, you know, to to see how Ancelotti goes as well, especially now you've, you've spent a bit. But yeah. I suppose to, to follow on from that, the big question um, I think is, what are your hopes for the season as an Everton fan? Now, we should uh, say... Jeff's. We had our, our uh, predictions this week um, on the podcast for the season ahead. Uh, Jeff's prediction for winning the league this year, only a fraction of tongue in cheek, I think, was Everton. <laughs> was Everton. Wow! Wow! So, okay. There you go. So he's he's certainly a, a, an optimist. But yeah, what what do you think? Would what does a successful season look like this year for Everton in your mind? Yeah, uh, Jeff's certainly up and about, isn't he? Uh, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd like to agree with that, but uh, I'm not sure that I can. Uh, I can. I think he was that. drunk at the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Still celebrating the Hammers signing. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I think as as you mentioned, there we we've brought in guys um, for immediate effect. You know, with the age group that they're in and all that sort of thing, it almost feels like Ancelotti's turned around to the to Brands or Mashiri or the board and said, "You give me these players, and I'll guarantee you something." That's what it feels like with the money that we spend on these guys that are sort of outside of our, as you mentioned, very public transfer strategy. Um, so I think, look, I don't think cracking the top six is impossible. Um, I think there's a few teams there like Leicester, um, Wolves, who, you know, haven't necessarily improved a lot, Tottenham as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think we've got the quality there to be able to do that. Um I think the pass mark for mine has to be um, Europa League qualification at a minimum, whether that's done via a top six finish or a cup final, um, either one. Um, yeah. You know, if, if we finish, say, 12th and got into the Europa League via the a Carabao Cup win, that's probably a successful season given how long it's been without silverware. <laughs> um, you know, if we did a Martinez at Wigan and got relegated and won the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, um, so, you know, you, you, you got Wigan playing in the Champions League out of the championship. <laughs> it's probably not a successful season. Um, so, yeah, I think some some sort of qualification. I mean, players like Richarlison aren't going to stick around forever if we don't start getting into bigger competitions and winning things. Um, so I think it, it has to be a, some sort of trophy or a Europa League qualification minimum um, to count this season as a success in my head. So nothing yeah, like setting yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're spot on, though. I think you do need to achieve something this year because, yeah, the Richarlison's of this world, because people will come in with 100 mil soon and go, yeah, we'll have you. Um, and if yeah. Moise Keane has a great season, people will come and grab him as well. So you, if you've got to prove to them that you're going to the next level to make sure it really happens. Um, is, do you have any big concerns going into this season? Is there anything that you're just like, we need to sort this out or this could go wrong? Or is there something that's kind of going on in the club, maybe the new stadium or anything? Is there anything that's kind of bothering you with Ever Everton at the moment? Or is everything rosy? Um, well, <laughs> I, 
you know, we've got too many players. Like, you know, we're talking about going into the season with, um, you know, DCL and Keane as our strikers, but don't forget Sandra is still on the books. Um, you know, the last, <laughs> we still got the last is he really? Was, Sandro <laughs> Ramirez. Wow. He's still there. Can't get rid of him. Um, and, you know, we've still got um, Fabian Delph. I mean, what a disaster he turned out to be. Um, mm. You know, so um, I think my biggest concern is getting rid of that dead wood. Um, if we're going to want to improve next season again and um, buy players, we need to get rid of some of those guys. And I think the other concern is um, the form of Pickford. Um, that's a big worry for me. I, I love Pickford. I think he's great. I don't mind a keeper with a bit of eccentricity. Um, yeah. But he's really got to iron those mistakes out of his game. I've seen some links for us with uh, Sergio Romero from Man United. Um, <laughs> and I reckon if we could bring him in on, on, on the cheap, given that he'd now be third choice at United, that would really put some pressure on Pickford. Um, other than that, right back is a little concerning because um, I'm not sure. I think yeah. Coleman's best days are behind him and Kenny, uh, we don't really know how that's going to go, although they did just give him the number two shirt. So, isn't there oh, another, really? who's, yeah. who's the guy that, isn't there another guy at right back as well? We played, came in last year. Um, so DB came in on loan, but we didn't, um, we didn't take up the option yes. to uh, keep him permanently. Uh, yeah. Great, great. Can put a great ball into the box, but couldn't defend worth a lick. So. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> good going forward. And it's a bit of an issue when you've got that on both sides. I mean, I think Digne did actually improve defensively quite a lot last year. But yeah. he was definitely, you know, you had fullbacks on both sides who were better going forwards yeah. than defending. That's um, right. And then no no midfielders who were good enough to help protect the back yeah, to track back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no wonder Michael Keane was so one out all the time. I think Alan is a really interesting signing. I, I mean, a lot of people won't have necessarily seen that much of him, but I think <clears throat> Ancelotti really trusts him. And I think he is the closest to a, a true replacement for Guai that you've, uh, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, Idrissa Ghana. Guai, okay. How do you pronounce okay, it? Yeah, um, you know he 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 did a uh, such a, a great job for you guys. I think just sitting in front of the back four and 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 you haven't replaced him, and so I well, think actually we have. He just didn't get on the park. John Paul yeah, Gabamin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time it looked like a great piece of business. We sold a thirty-year-old Idrissa Garner Gay for thirty odd million and bought yeah. a twenty-four-year-old replacement for twenty-five million. It seemed like great business. The bloke just never got on the park. Yeah. Um, so he's. Um, I, I hate to use this phrase, but he's almost uh, like a new signing for this season. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives you a bit of depth he... there. Yeah, that's right. There's definitely depth in there now. So I sort of, you know, we do line up in that four-three-three. You can sort of see Allen and Gabamon fighting it out for the holding midfield position. Perhaps Gomez and Sigurdsson as sort of the playmaker, and perhaps Davis and Decore as the box-to-box. Um, yeah. So there's definitely some depth there. Um, Davis is another interesting one. I wouldn't mind seeing him go out on loan just to get his confidence back up a bit because I think uh, he cops a fair bit of heat from the old goodness and dads. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he looked so good for so long, and then it's just he's just not progressed. He's just kind of plateaued. Yeah. It got to a point, and everyone went, "Oh, this guy's got a lot," and he's still playing for the England under twenty ones and stuff, and he's still yeah. young enough to improve. It just seems like it's all gone slightly sideways for him. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, as I said, I think he's sort of a bit bereft of confidence at the moment. Um, and with the signings we've made, I don't see him being a, a regular starter. So I'd, I'd be really happy for him to go out on loan either to the Premier League or the Championship. 
um, to get regular game time and just away from the the fans of Goodison who can sometimes be our own worst enemies um, with the, yeah. the moans and groans every time a player miscontrols a ball, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think he just needs to get away from the, the Goodison Park fans for a, for a season and get his confidence back up. I don't think he's a lost cause, um, but certainly he needs to just rein, reinvigorate himself, I think. Yeah, awesome. Um, thanks, Tim. Um, before we're going to finish off with three like quick uh, fire answers, um, yeah. I'll ask you in a sec. But before we do, if there's any other Everton fans out there um, based in Victoria or Australia, how do they kind of get in contact with you guys, kind of come watch games with you or w- watch the um, podcast? What's the best place for them to go? Um, well, we've got a, a few socials. So you can catch us on Twitter at Toffees Victoria. Um, Facebook, it's the Everton Supporters Club of Victoria. And Instagram is uh, toffees.victoria. Um, awesome. So through all those pages when um, this corona is over and one day pubs open again in 2024 or something. Um, <laughs> there, there is a bar in the city that we have our, our meetups at to watch games called Kicks Bar. Um, but yep. you can find the details through those socials that I mentioned. So, yeah, looking forward to that one day. <laughs> awesome. But don't just Google Toffee Victoria because then you just find <laughs> lots of toffee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Right. You're ready for our final three questions. Let's so. Do it. Where will Everton finish in the league this year? What position? Fifth. Fifth. Nice. And what is the single player from the Everton squad that we should all watch out for this year? Uh, it's got to be Boys King. Yeah, nice. And um, not an Everton-related one. Who will win the 2020 Euros, which will take place in 2021, just to confuse it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Belgium with Lukaku as top scorer. Oh, there we nice. go. Oh. <laughs> Big Rob. Big Rob. <laughs> I miss him awesome. so much. <laughs> with, with Fellaini off the bench to uh, to get yeah. a late winner. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And then maybe Kevin Morales will make a comeback. <laughs> He'll just come out and give a give a horrible tackle on someone and get red carded. Or... <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim, thanks so much for your time today. It's been really good chatting to you about Everton. Um Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back um, with a new uh, Shed special uh, soon. Um, Fulham, I think, is up next. Um, If you want to get in contact or ask us questions, just head to footballshed.com or search Football Shed on Facebook, or you can email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. See ya.